What would it look like if you and I chose the one who first chose us? Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on April 21st for Easter Sunday, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Patrick Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. Once more, I want to thank you for your choice to come and worship our Lord and Savior, our risen Lord and Savior, here with us this morning. And so you, uh, most of you, made some form of choice uh, to do that. A few of the littler ones uh, may have uh, not had so much of a choice. But for the most part, most of us uh, chose to be here this morning. And so thank you for that choice. Uh, We are as a people, as a culture, as a parish, really pretty used to making choices. We make Lord knows how many choices in any given day. Some of you on your way here may have made a choice that has an impact on numerous people's lives. There are, we know, powerful people here. There are important women and men sitting in this room who make important, powerful decisions on an almost daily basis. We are, as a people, used to our choices matter, that they make a difference. Any number of choices lead us to get used to this ability to make choices. Just think of the supermarket, perhaps. Or, if you're like me, that weekday question that comes up on a regular basis. Is it going to be Arby's or Wendy's or Chick-fil-A? And if you know me, then you know that almost always Chick-fil-A wins out. So I drive up and they ask my name. I really don't know why, because I know their names. But they ask, they say, well, well, what, what would you like? What choice would you like to make? And I say, I'll have a number two. And they say, would you like that deluxe? Would you like to make that choice? And I say, of course I would like that number two deluxe. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure, they say. That's, that's, it's a beautiful thing. We make choices all the time very used to it. We say it, it happens, we get it, our lives are more comfortable for it. But is this routine of making choices the reality, especially in those important times in our lives? I want you to think back to Monday, many choices ago, many, many choices ago, Monday morning, afternoon, Many, if not most of us, were fixed uh, to some degree to a television or a news uh, feed describing a burning church halfway around the world, an old church that really many of us probably had visited, perhaps, but ultimately, what does it really matter to us? But there we found ourselves anxiously keeping up to date with what was happening 
all the way across the world as Notre Dame uh, began to burn. And the fear of losing this not only religious but cultural icon of our past uh, was threatened. And if you're like me, you watch something like that and you begin to realize just how powerless you are. If you could do anything, you would do something to make that stop, to have a better outcome, to have the outcome that you desire. And yet no amount of desiring that outcome can make it happen. Ultimately, relatively powerless. Now, not that it's the same. I don't want any of you to hear that I'm comparing the two perfectly, especially since, thanks be to God, no lives were lost. But I think many of us will remember that same feeling of helplessness, anxiety, fear, uncertainty 18 years ago as we watched the news and the terror attacks in New York and Washington, Pennsylvania. The powerlessness that we fear when we're confronted with these events. And it's not just a global phenomenon. It doesn't just happen when we are confronted with a global event. It happens often in our daily lives as well. Think of the really important choices. Not a deluxe sandwich, but the important choices. A young man preparing to propose to the love of his life, his would-be bride, can't make her say yes. Powerless. Ultimately in the hands of another. A woman desiring the vocation of marriage, who wants it so badly, and yet cannot seem to find a good Christian man to choose, to, to engage in a lasting relationship with. A young man who desires to become a priest sits down at Buckhead's with the, uh, with the associate vocation director who would later become his pastor and hears from him, doesn't matter if you think you're supposed to be a priest, the church will decide if you're supposed to be a priest. Powerlessness to some degree sitting in a hospital room, getting the news that you feared the most, watching your loved one pass, a sick child, any number of things, being lost in the inability to say no to that thing that controls your life. Your choice disappears. Powerless takes hold. I was asked recently, Father, did Jesus have to choose that? Did our Lord and Savior have to choose to take on flesh, to live amongst us, to suffer, to be humiliated? Did He have to choose that? The answer ultimately is no. He didn't have to choose it, but He also had perfect freedom, perfect knowledge, perfect understanding. God did not have to choose to do that, but he chose to do it anyway. He is ultimate power. There is no way to exaggerate it. 
we are talking about power itself with less effort than that. I'm glad it wasn't my right hand that I sliced open. With less effort than that, Christ could have obliterated those who sought to put him to death. Not only their physical being, but the very memory of them. Power, unlimited power. None of us, myself included, would be in that position with that kind of power and said, you know what, I'll choose it. I'll choose it. We wouldn't. We would do whatever we could to get out of there. Whatever it was. Whatever we had to do. And yet Christ chose with perfect knowledge. Meaning Christ knows that little corner of your mind. Those actions that you despise. Those habits that you wish would just go away. That attitude that separates you from your brothers and your sisters. Christ has perfect knowledge. Then, now, always. Perfect knowledge of you and me, the person sitting next to you, Christ chose us, both collectively and individually, to suffer that which he could have avoided easily. Last night, this whole section here, full of those who chose baptism, chose confirmation, chose to receive First Eucharist, they and their families sat right here and were an example of what it's like to stand in front of complete strangers and choose Christ. I wonder, this Easter Sunday, what will it look like if you and I choose the one that chose us? enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.